want to I want to clarify that I'm doing this completely wrong. I'm doing on this on the tail end of two other podcasts. End of the day, I'm tired and I'm fighting the pollen. So here's a little bit of coffee to maybe combat at least a little bit of that. I hope everyone is doing excellent. Welcome to the Look It All Podcast. Everybody, welcome back to the Look It All Podcast. This is your host, Elias Rush. This podcast is sponsored by EliasRushMedia.com. Photo, video, digital media production. We are discussing what is possibly one of the most high-profile cases in quite a long time. Again, sorry that I sound like I'm fighting a cold. I'm not fighting a cold. It's the fucking pollen. We're being attacked over here in the uh, East Coast. Pollen monsters uh, are in full effect. So forgive me on that. Speaking of East Coast, we are discussing the trial of Alex Murdoch, the state of South Carolina v. Richard Alex Murdoch. Now, there's a lot of aspects to this case that I want to kind of uh, be sensitive to and to the victims of this case. There are kind of countless amount of victims in this, but the ones that are focused on primarily in the documentaries that I've watched on Netflix and on HBO Max, we're going to primarily be discussing those two documentaries as well as some of the live footage that I've witnessed while watching the Murdoch case. Again, I'm not going to be 100% with everything that is uh, regurgitated, but I'm going to uh, have the Wikipedia page open. So if anything that is I say wrong factually, uh, it's probably on the Wikipedia page wrong. So blame them, not me. You know, things are subject to change or, you know, if I, it could be a user error again. So take what I say with a grain of salt is what I'm saying. But, uh, this is way more of an uh, informative podcast than not. So I try to be straight up with everybody. So, and again, sorry, I'm fighting the pollen. Everything, everything is so dry here. Great weather, but super dry. And again, I want to be super sensitive to the victims, the victims that are specified specifically in the documentary. Let's go ahead and discuss them first. So the Murdaws have an interesting history. And so the first episode of both the Netflix and HBO Max documentaries deal with the younger son and essentially what happened with the story there. So Paul, the youngest son of the Murdoch's, was... Uh, Teenager, I want to say 16, 17. I, I could be wrong on that. Like I said, I don't have uh, the specific facts right in front of me, so I'm just kind of regurgitating as I remembered it. Um, I think he was around that age that 
there was a massive boating accident that caused the death of Mallory Beach. And so there is quite a stirring reenactment on the HBO Max documentary alongside reenactments and Snapchat videos shown on the Netflix documentary that are a little, you know, they're, they're disturbing. Uh, I'm like, damn, this is with the type of technology we have now that almost everything is recorded. It is, it is, uh, feels like a different level of, uh, intimacy you have with the relationship of the crime, which to, to an extent, I know, I I don't want to sound exploitive to the, uh, to the individuals that are to the victims that are affected in here. So I, you know, with everything I'm saying, I, I want to be clear that I would only want uh, justice for these individuals, whether it is Mallory Beach, or the next individual that is discussed in the second episode, I believe of both of the seasons. I think Netflix is four episodes right now. And HBO Max is three episodes. And I have a feeling that they're going to add more to both because both of both of the documentaries were created before the end of the trial. And at this moment, we do have a sentencing of the trial of Alex Murdoch. So let's continue on. So that's the youngest uh, son. There was basically a, a, a drunken ordeal on the boat with the teenagers, which caused, uh, which basically made it look like Paul well, essentially, Paul was drunk and disorderly driving a boat, and it caused the death of Mallory Beach, according to the documentaries. And I believe he was, uh, the, the, there was a big mishandling of the case. The Murdaws as a family are a big law firm bound family. They have, they, they have a big foothold in the, uh, uh, Island, I believe, South Carolina, but they, um, you know, they basically run the shit in that town and you don't want to get on their bad side kind of thing. And so they have heavy influences in the justice system of their own town. So they basically feel like they run, they are the law. Um, or Colton County, oh, sorry. Anyways, the uh, the thing is, so Walterboro, okay, is where the uh, courthouse is. Okay, so, so anyway, anyways, the second victim has possible connection. Now, like I said, this is not 100% shown to be true. But there is a second victim that was friends, possibly had a connection with Buster, which is the older brother who is currently still alive. And so Stephen, I believe his name was Stephen Smith, that second episode is dealing with the repercussions and, you know, talking about how this young man who happened to be in South Carolina, it's not exactly something to, you know, to come out and say you're gay. It's, it's not it, to, to be uh, 
uh, on the LGBT quote unquote scale show pride was not exact. It's, it is not exactly still to this day, uh, looked at as a positive thing in, in South Carolina. Unfortunately, it, it's very still narrowly focused and not having that type of thinking. Pro, uh, progress, I guess. And so Stephen Smith in one of the episodes had said that he was having relations, I believe, with one of the more prominent members of society. He never mentioned who, but it was possibly many people guess it might have been Buster. And Buster obviously being a Southern uh, boy and that type of family would not probably come out as as gay. So I think there's a fair amount of trade in that. Now, the problem is when they looked at the, the crime scene of Stephen Smith, it was categorized as a hit and run. His car was a mile away and he was apparently walking to get gas or something like that. It looked like because his gas tank was open, but he was in the middle of the road. There was like no scratches on the majority of his body and his head was busted. And so it just, there was so many things about that uh, case that feel like this needs to be looked at again. And apparently there were mishandlings of the case. And so there, you know, there could be so much hidden evidence in so many different places. Uh, so that's the second victim that is discussed in this uh, overarching story. Third victim. In the third episode, I think there's only three episodes in HBO Max uh, right now. The HBO Max, I believe that was called Low Country, the Murdaugh Dynasty. And then uh, the Netflix one was called Murdaugh Murders. A southern scandal when it's named that you know i feel like hbo max was a little bit more classy with it the low country the murdoch destiny if something happens to me i don't want to re be referred to as someone else's quote-unquote murder you know what i want to be known as the legendary the assassination of elias roush and he will be brought to justice and we will use this tape to bring the justice that he did not uh, do anything wrong to deserve this. <laughs> I don't know why I'm going off on this tangent. But anyways, don't refer to me as that. And so that's why I don't want to be uh, talking down to the individuals or disrespecting the individuals that were affected, the, the, the victims. You know, we, it, unfortunately, when it comes to the true crime documentaries, we always use the name, you know, it's the Dahmer, Bundy, Murdaugh, you know, we use the fucking name of the crazy fuckers who do it instead of the individuals that are attacked. But it's just like, I guess that's how it works. I don't know. How do you do it otherwise? I, I don't have a good alternative to it. It's like, I'm not really sure what, you know, I, I don't have a good uh, fix for that off the top of my head, but I, it's just something I noticed. So I do think HBO Max has a kind of a more classier title, title, but Low Country, you know, I'm not sure if I, there was many parts about it. I was like, 
coming from North Carolina, we're like associated as being very Southern as well. And I know that I might have a little Southern twang in, in my speech as well. But when I hear, uh, you know, murder on murders, a Southern scandal, it's like, oh, why you got to do Southern like that? We're like, uh, like, there's so many other people here that didn't do that. We don't have to put Southern in that. So <laughs> that, that, that was kind of my thinking. Anyways, so the third victim Someone very close to the Murdaws, Gloria. Sorry, I should have had this up. Gloria. Sorry, uh, my fault. That was my fault. Murdaw, Gloria. Satterfield. Sorry, I should have had that up. So. Gloria Satterfield was the other murder victim, possibly, in this, in this case. The reason is, th I think it was in 2018, after Mallory Beach's and Stephen Smith's death, unfortunate, uh, the... Gloria Satterfield death was blamed on by the dogs. <laughs> and as you can see, visually, I don't, I don't buy it. Apparently they had a lot of dogs. They had these big dog kennels and whatnot that were um, outside and these dogs that were running around all the time. And apparently one of the dogs pushed on her on the stairs and she fell down the stairs, busted her head to the point where she was not able to speak and then died later in the hospital. And apparently there was a massive lawsuit or there was some sort of like a, a wrongful, there was some sort of insurance payout. Sorry, I don't know if there's a lawsuit, but there's some sort of insurance payout of around $4 million, I believe, on the uh on the maid and now this is one of those maids like if you were in the south and you have one of these maids a lot of times these maids are like your nanny your maid your everything and i used to have one of these maids kind of back in the day uh you know that kind of raised me as uh raised me she was my nanny and she just did stuff around the house for a while you know she was like kind of a made as well um i was an only child so that you know my parents could could afford that but uh you know they had something similar and apparently she was looked at as like a mother figure and now you know mine i you know my, my nanny i didn't have her for fucking 18 years I, I think she was out by like you know when i was three or four i barely remember her but i could only imagine if she had grown up with me through the years and i was like you know had to witness or see her death that would just be some traumatizing shit and then to hear that there might have been something that you know the, the murdoz had something to do with it it's like there was not enough evidence to really point to it i don't think there was anything that anyone thought there was foul play and so it wasn't until later that we find out that Murdaugh, Alex Murdaugh, was fucking stealing the fucking money from his clients. So I think there was around $10 million in stolen fucking money from his clients. 
Now, Murdaugh was a uh, he was a lawyer, so he a lot of a lot of times they were uh, winning money in the cases, I believe, and he was stealing like hand over fist millions of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars in a lot of cases from uh, tons of his clients. And on top of that, the the case just gets even thicker. So all of the motive behind everything is probably the sketchiest thing that I can't really explain and I don't think is explained in any of the, the Wikipedia stuff or any of the information. But essentially, he was uh, addicted to opioids as well. So Alex Murtaugh, the Murdaugh, the father. So by this point, let's talk about the actual case of the father of this family, the Murdaughs. So what the fuck happened? I kind of talked about it earlier. And why haven't I have been super... <clears throat> uh super ultra sensitive i guess maybe the word or ultra heightenedly aware of the other victims who are the obvious victims of this crime maggie and paul which are alex murdaugh the father of the family's wife and youngest son the state of south carolina v alex murdaugh was the trial of American former lawyer Alex Murdoch for the murder of his wife, Maggie, and their 22-year-old son, Paul, on June 7th, 2021. The trial in the 14th Circuit of South Carolina Circuit began on January 25th, 2023, and ended on March 2nd with a guilty verdict on all accounts. Murdaugh, who had pled not guilty, was sentenced to two life sentences to run consecutively without the possibility of parole. He plans to appeal the verdict. Local media called the trial South Carolina's trial of the century and arguably one of the most high-profile sensational cases in South Carolina's legal history. Again, I don't have a law degree or anything. I've just got a podcast mic in front of me, so take whatever I say as a grain of salt, and uh, most of their stuff is via Wikipedia, and you can do your own research to check it out if I'm right or not. So this is the, I don't like to say review, but, you know, this is kind of my insight on the two documentaries that we watched. So the two documentaries end and were released. I believe the HBO Max one was released a little bit before the Netflix one by a cup, maybe a month or two. Um, neither one of them had talked about, uh, I think, Murdaugh being, um, you know, convicted or anything like that on the court, by the court. So I'll go ahead and give the, uh, the verdict and then we'll kind of go down what, what's going on here. Actually, you know, we'll, 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 we'll kind of go back. Background. Let's talk about the night. On June 7th, 2021, Alex Murdaugh, a member of the locally prominent Murdaugh family of attorneys, 
called police from his cell phone at 10.06 p.m saying he had discovered the bodies of his wife, Maggie, 52, and their younger son, Paul, 22, near the dogs' kennels at the family's hunting lodge in uh, Isden, South Carolina. Each had been shot multiple times in the head, wrists, and chest with different guns. Murdoch reported that at the time of the killings, later determined to be about 9 p.m., he had been with his mother, who has dementia. So his alibi is not exactly smooth. In October 2021, it is revealed that South Carolina Law Enforcement Division SLED had regarded Alex as a person of interest in homicides since the start of the investigation. The investigation has been heavily criticized. The crime scene was spoiled by rain and... The police reportedly failed to collect DNA evidence and allowed family members and friends to walk through the scene. Murdoch was arrested in July 2022 at the Colton County Grand Jury issued an indictment charging against him with two counts of murder, two counts of possession of a weapon during the commission of a violent crime and the deaths of his wife Maggie and his son Paul, an indictment that stated that Alex shot his wife with a rifle and his son with a shotgun. Sources close to the investigation say the cell phone data placed Murdaugh at the scene when his wife and son were shot. Prosecutors suggested Murdaugh was motivated by a desire to garner sympathy in the wake of financial problems that were becoming public. Murdaugh pleaded not guilty. Prosecutors said they would seek life imprisonment without the possibility of parole, not the death penalty. So I watched a lot of the testimony of Alex Murdaugh, you know, going up there. And I will say that I feel like he did dig his own grave, but there was a couple things that did it for him. One, it seems that he he changed his story of what happened that night multiple times. And his reasoning was because he was addicted to opioids. When I heard that the first time, I was like, bullshit. And then the second time, I was like, bullshit. Third time, I watched him say it live on television in front of millions of people. And it still looked like bullshit. I was uh, playing the Twitter hashtag Alex uh, Murdaugh trial or something like that and watching everyone tweet about it. I have a big thread about what I was tweeting about it. It was unfortunately entertaining, I think. Like, I don't like saying that at the expense of, you know, victims that something should be entertaining. Like, no, nothing should ever cost somebody's fuck. Somebody, nobody should ever have to, uh, you know, uh, be, their life should never be taken for some, some sort of entertainment. So I don't want to misconstrue that. But the reaction in real time to see what everybody was saying about this case and Alex Murdaugh's um, uh, testimony was so fascinating from so many standpoints like I was not alive during or I was a baby I think during the OJ trial didn't care about the Johnny Depp Amber Heard stuff like that's not really like that it's not really that important but apparently they have done the statistics on all of this stuff so 
Nobody knows where the Murdaugh money is. He he says he spent it all on opioids, which I think is uh, they prove in the Netflix documentary that it's impossible. He would have like a hundred plus years worth of opioids. He would never have to buy opioids again if he had $10 million worth or something like that. It's just not possible. So they don't know where the money is. All the money that he embezzled from all, or he took from everybody. He lied about where, what happened that night. He said he was with his mother with dementia, but she says he was or wasn't. He, she can't remember because she has dementia, so she's not reliable uh, uh, from a legal standpoint. Um. <clears throat> uh, he changed and lied about his story multiple times, blame it on being a, an addict. There was multiple signs that were pointing that him and his wife were not on good terms. Now, I'm not saying that they were, weren't, maybe they were, were. I'm not even sure if he 100%, I, I'm like 95% sure that he did it, but it's mostly because, dude, you're either the worst liar or you couldn't fucking tell the truth to save your life or you did have something to do with it, or there's another shooter out there, or something like that. But no, he wasn't concerned. When <clears throat> when he finds his wife and son, I think he says that, like, I'm, I'm like pretty sure that, you know, he, he's not, here, I'll find it right here, I'll find it right here. So a couple things. There was like a Snapchat video that apparently a representative of Snapchat to testify about a video Paul posted minutes before his death. The prosecution brought Sled's witness to, <clears throat> to testify about firearms and ballistics in an interview conducted in Murdaugh's car. Fascinating to see this interview in his car. You could just see him lying through his fucking teeth. Doesn't even seem remorseful about about what the whole thing happened. So during which Murdaugh said of his son, it's it's just so bad. I did him so bad, which Walters emphasized for the jury. The defense team disputed whether they recorded said I or they. The prosecution brought an expert witness to testify about data collected by Maggie's phone. The prosecution brought two close friends of Paul's uh, Paul Murdaugh to testify about the interactions with the Murdaugh family and their communications with Paul's moments before his death. Uh, witness said he heard Alex's voice and a video taken by Paul minutes before the time of press uh, of before the time of the prosecution believes the murders took place. So Alex might have been in this last Snapchat that Paul took and then Alex literally took a shotgun to his head to his youngest son's head apparently but they also said that he whoever the shooter was would be covered in blood apparently let me see what else prosecutors called former colleagues and clients Murdoch to testify to defend his financial situations before the murders occurred and a 
and argued that the motive was stressed caused by impending discovery of Murdoch's financial crimes. They also called a chief executive officer of a local bank to testify about the bank's discovery of the of theft by Murdoch. Prosecutors, expert witness, including a criminal a criminologist and pathologist, they called a sled agent to testify about a timeline for the events of June 7th, aggregating all the data collected from various sources, including the cell phones of the victims in the defendant's car telemetry data and cell phone tower pings. Prosecutors rested their case on February 17th. Defense counsel called their first witness immediately after the prosecution rested their case. They called the Colton County coroner who testified that he only estimated the victim's body temperatures and that the reported time of death was an estimate. On February 21st, the defense called the defendant's other son, Buster, to the stand. I didn't see this live, but I was like, uh, I was a little bit out of the loop of the Murdoch case at that point. I wish I'd watched it. I only saw the, uh, Alex testify. I saw the defense and then I saw the prosecution as well. The defense was not good, to be honest. So <clears throat> the defense counsel called the first witness immediately after the prosecution arrested their case. They called the coroner who estimated the temperatures. Da, da, da. On February 21st, the defense called uh, the defendant's other son to the stand. The defense called several expert witnesses, including a crime scene engineer who recreated the crime in the scene, the crime scene, and argued that the presumed height of the shooter was not consistent with the defendant's height, which Alex Murdahl's like 6'3", maybe. 500 pounds, I'm, not, I'm just kidding, 300 pounds maybe. And uh, I think they said the person might've been a little bit shorter, but they also said that the person could have been shooting possibly from the golf cart. And so in my opinion, if it was Murtaugh, Murtaugh, whatever, um, I believe that maybe one of the guns jammed. I'm not sure. Maybe he was out of bullets on one of them and he had to switch the other one. And I, I kind of believe that it was only one of them was the target and then the other one stepped in. Maybe Paul was a target and his wife stepped in or vice versa. Those are my motives. I don't I don't really know, honestly. <clears throat> Another expert witness testified that he believed that the crime scene was not handled properly by first responders. Um, on February 23rd, Murdoch took the stand to testify. He denied shooting his wife and son. Murdoch confirmed that he could be heard in a video taken by his son at 8.44 p.m. at the kennels. Murdoch admitted repeatedly lying to law, law officers about whether he had been at the kennels at the night of the killing before he reported finding the bodies later that night and attributed the lies to, quote-unquote, paranoid thinking from his addiction to opioids now like i said i thought that the uh, addiction to the drugs was a little bit much but apparently he was having some drug issues and problems um he was taping drugs underneath his bed and stuff like that but he was also not living with his wife so i'm not really sure who was he was hiding all of that from yet his wife was living in a separate house down the road but and I, you know i don't i don't know what to say about that he also admitted from he also admitted stealing from clients and his firm and also admitted asking a relative to shoot him. And so 
I think this guy was on a warpath and he was, you know, uh, a kamikaze at that point. Like he didn't care about his life. He didn't care about anyone's life. The prosecution's cross-examines began the same day. Murdoch finished his testimony the next day. I think that was a Friday. And Judge Newman dismissed the jury immediately after it concluded. Let me get some water. Oh, my goodness. Pollen's killing me right now. The defense called a pathologist who testified that the state's pathology pathologist had not correctly determined the entrance and exit wounds on Paul's body. The defense also called Tim Paulbach, an expert in blood blood stain spatter analysis. The Palm, sorry, Palmbach has also testified in such high profile cases as the trials of Michael Peterson. Palmbach testified that he believed that a shooter would have been covered in blood and a gun, gunshot residue. He also stated that he believed that the evidence was consistent with two shooters being present. The last witness the verdict called was the defendant's brother, John Marvin Murdoch. On February 27th, the defense rested their case and moved for a direct verdict, which was subsequently denied by Judge Newman. After the case, rest... After the defense rested their case, the prosecution indicated that they would reply to the defense's case. On February 28th, the prosecution began the reply case by calling witnesses. Four of the witnesses they called had testified earlier. A police chief who had associated with Murdaugh was also called to the stand. The final witness was a crime scene expert called previously. South Carolina's Attorney General Alan Wilson conducted the direct examination. The prosecution rested the case on February 28th. The verdict in sentencing, March 2nd, 2023. After three hours of deliberation, and because of how quickly it happened, I think you can kind of guess that they were pretty much on the same page. The jury found Murdaugh guilty of two counts of murder and two counts of possession of a weapon during a violent crime. Because of the intense public interest in the case, the verdict was transmitted live across the United States on a major broadcast and cable news networks. After the verdict was read, Judge Newman denied a motion for the defense for the mistrial, for a mistrial by saying the evidence of guilt is overwhelming. He told the jurors the circumstantial evidence, direct evidence, all of the evidence pointed to one conclusion and that conclusion that you all reach. And that's the conclusion you all reached. Newman later added that the jury had come to a proper conclusion as they saw the law and facts. Murdaugh was sentenced to two consecutive life sentences without the possibility of parole on March 3rd, 2023 at 10 08 a.m. Eastern Time. After his sentencing, Murdaugh was taken to the Kirkland Correctional Institution in northwestern Columbia, South Carolina, where he was evaluated for 45 days to determine which maximum security prison he would be sentenced to. After the verdict, 
prosecutors held a press conference. The defense took questions from the media after the, the day after the sentencing and said they would appeal the verdict. Defense Secretary Jim Griffin said the Murdoch family was steadfast in Alex's camp. In an interview, Murdoch's older brother, Randy, I believe for the New York Times, Randy said he believed that his brother had not told the whole truth about why he knew about the killings. And that is the trial of Alex Murdoch. Couple things off the top of my head that I can remember about it. Uh, I forgot to kind of mention that he did try. Murdaugh tried to get himself killed apparently on the side of a highway. Some dude he hired said they were he, he hired a dude to shoot him in the head, and apparently the dude missed and the, grazed the side of his head. I don't know what the fuck happened, but that's when things got a little bit weird for him, and. I think that's when you find out that Murdoch might not be all the way there. The documentaries, the miniseries on Netflix, you know, they, they are compelling. Um, you know, I, 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 my condolences to the victims. There's so many victims in this, not just the ones that I mentioned, but the victims of the people that the Murdaws have stolen from. You know, you know, and despite how we feel about Paul and Maggie, they're victims as well. I don't think they were they were great people, but did they deserve, you know, even his, Paul's best friend says, did he deserve to die? And, you know, you know, I can't I can't necessarily agree that he did, you know. Uh, but I do find it interesting that they decide not to seek the death penalty. Um, I think that says a lot about the prosecutors as well. I, you know, this guy is like heinous. I think they did like a, a forensics guy, I believe, or somebody had said like he had only worked on a case where a guy had been accused of killing his son and his uh, and, his, and his wife. I think it's like one in 10,000, I believe. Maybe it's probably, I'm sure that it's more astronomical than that, but it's just, it was it absolutely brutal if this is absolutely, you know, this is what happened. Um, you know, so kind of a heavy topic, but I did want to talk about it just because I did watch it. I saw him lying his ass off on the stage. I watched the Twitter feeds come through. People were going back and forth, giving their two cents. It's just a, a different world out there um, that we're living in now that you know, we have everything instantaneous and we're all, we can all see something happening in at, at the same time. It's just again, kind of trips out. But, uh, again, my condolences to everyone that's been affected by this, uh, all the crimes and everything. Uh, but yeah, yeah. So that is the case. Let me just let me know what you thought, uh, about the, the roundup of the Murdoch case. Let me know how, I can improve. I'll probably try to do better notes next time. But again, this was an overarching uh, opinion about both of those uh, documentaries and, you know, just my opinions on the case and whatnot. I, um, you know, I thought Cliff Newman, the, the judge, did an excellent job. Uh, uh, what else can you say about it? So, um, oh, yeah. And there was... Um, People were talking about so many random things uh, uh, during the case. Like one juror had like eggs or something like that. Had like was just munching on eggs. 
the the it's not quite like a few good men or better call Saul big you know law scenes like a lot of the a lot of the court scenes were kind of long and drawn out not exactly like like you where were you the night of the murder you know kind of thing it wasn't just quite all of that but it was it was theatrical in parts and I will say that uh I was I felt like I was watching history or something in real time so I just kind of want to document it but uh if you watched it, let me know what you thought about the, let me know what you think about the case. Do you, you know, what, I'm sure this case is going to continue to, to, to pile on with more information just because, you know, of the, everybody that's been affected by, you know, the, the Murdos. It's just like, it feels like an endless list. So let me know what you thought about the review of, you know, the case and, uh, everything else uh you know what to do look at all podcast.com patreon slash look at all podcast youtube please help us subscribe on youtube it helps us get more subscribers helps us get more ad revenue helps us make more money helps us bring you more podcasts you see where that's going yeah all you have to do is subscribe on youtube five stars on apple uh once we get uh over 250 uh, five-star reviews on Apple, we will be able to get on Rotten Tomatoes. So we're trying to be, we're trying to be legit. So if you know what to do, help us there. Lugadoppodcast.com for all the links, description there. Links in the description. You know what to do. Take it easy.